today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Well done, good and faithful servant. Not well done, good and productive servant. Not even well done, good and fruitful servant. No, 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 no. It's certainly not well done, good and successful servant. Because see, that's how the world measures success. If you're a follower of Christ, you know that one day you'll stand before the throne of heaven. And as Pastor J.D. reminds you today, you won't be asked how many subscribers you had to your social media channels. You won't be asked how popular you are. You'll be asked what you did for the kingdom of heaven. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Jeremiah chapter 8 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. The godly sorrow is more like this. What have I done? And you can know it's a godly sorrow, not a worldly sorrow of being caught, because it leads to change. If I'm truly sorry for what I've done, then it's going to lead to a change. I'm going to, oh, by the way, just so you know, just for the record, 34 miles per hour, because they give you a little bit of grace, right? So I, oh, it's so hard. You try it next time, especially when there's no traffic. I mean, I felt like I was doing 15 miles per hour. And I even tried to get down to, I couldn't get to 33. I had to, 34. Very hard. What's my point? My point is, is that if there's Truly a godly sorrow will lead to a change in what you're doing. And that's what Jeremiah is told to say to these people. You've never came to that place of godly sorrow where you would even be willing to ask, what have I done? What have I done? because that's the godly sorrow that leads to repentance. Verse 8, how can you say we are wise and the law of the Lord is with us? In other words, did you see my Bible? What's your problem? I have a Bible. (laughs) Look, the false pen of the scribe certainly works falsehood. The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom do they have? Therefore, I will give their wives to others and their fields to those who will inherit them, because from the least even to the greatest, and I want you, again, i got a lot of things for you to hold on to, but hold on to this. Everyone is given to covetousness. Hang on to that. From the prophet even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. In verse 11, for they have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly 
saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. Oh, wait, didn't we already hear Jeremiah saying that? Yeah, chapter 6. So he's repeating it here again? Yes. Why? Well, I think the reason we see it repeated here again is because we need to take note of the reason that it's repeated again. And the reason is because they were given over to covetousness. And everyone was dealing falsely one with the other. In the original language, this word for covetousness carries with it the idea of to make unlawful gain and profit. That's why. In other words, they didn't want to lose those people, their money, those numbers. So in order to keep them and have even a gaining of followers, they would say, peace, peace, when there's no peace. I'm just going to have to ask you again to bear with me. We talked a little bit about this last week. Actually, we didn't just talk a little bit about it. I think we spent a little bit of time on this, and for good reason. I heard a pastor once, weeping, when he asked, he's with the Lord now, but he asked this question. Where are the John the Baptists today who are unafraid to preach the gospel and lose numbers in the process if necessary. In other words, it's like Jeremiah is saying, God, if I declare this to the people, I know what's going to happen. And the reason that you have called me and put these words in my mouth to speak is because of the words in their mouth that they speak because it's false. And we know the why behind it now. Why were they only telling people what their ears were itching to hear? Because they were given over to covetousness. They did not want to lose followers. And what comes packaged with those followers? That's the covetousness, the unlawful gain, to profit from at the expense of. I'm going to edit this in the context of our study and ask a similar question. Where are the prophet Jeremiah's today? who with unflinching fearlessness will speak the truth knowing that it's going to cost them. They're going to lose followers. They're going to have people leave their church. But they're being faithful. 
See, the thing with the John the Baptists and the prophet Jeremiah's and the many others like them is they don't fear man. In fact, they don't fear man because instead they fear God. I've heard it said like this, if you fear man, you won't fear God. If you fear God, you won't fear man. And the fear of man is a trap. And I say this with a broken heart as a pastor, because I know this all too well. This is my world. I live this, I eat this, I breathe this, I drink this, I sleep this day in and day out. And please, I hope you don't see me as being above this. So if you only knew the struggle, even the temptation, how many times, especially with the prophecy updates, have I thought, Lord, (laughs) to which the Lord's response is, well, do you fear them more than you fear me? Do you fear losing people? Do you fear losing the gain, the followers, the numbers? Oh, it's all about the numbers, isn't it? You know, it's interesting. I, ah, I'm just going to go for it. I think it's the Holy Spirit. But it was uh, January of 2021. I did a prophecy update very hard, but it was the truth. And I knew it going in, it was, oh, I always know by the gauge of the spiritual warfare leading up to Sunday morning, especially Saturday night. And I'll even take it further and say it's confirmed when after, on Sunday afternoon, it all dissipates. Ah. That's the gauge for me. In fact, it was January 10th of 2021, and I did this update, and I spoke the truth out of a fear of the Lord, and YouTube censored it. And our YouTube channel was never the same again. I had our social media guy tell me that YouTube is punishing you, they're unsubscribing followers. And we would get comments and emails even come in and say, hey, I had to resubscribe because I was unsubscribed and I wasn't getting any notifications. And you know, the way the uh, algorithms are, they have suggestions, you know, of videos when you're watching a video, and you'll never see And at the time, and talk about numbers, please hear me out on this, because this has a good ending. (laughs) God delivered me from the numbers, because I have to confess that I was watching the numbers grow. 100,000 subscribers, 120,000, 150,000. 175,000, 200,000, 225,000. It looked like at one point we were getting about 30,000 new subscribers a month. That's about a thousand a day. 
I took notice. Show my wife, honey, look at that. Did you just see the, she's looking at me going, oh dear. <laughs> looking at those numbers, aren't you? In January 2021, I think we got to 270,000 subscribers and then it stopped. You know what it is right now? Not that I checked, but I did check. <laughs> well, it's been a couple of weeks, so you can check if you want. 280,000. 280,000. Do you know what I was told it would be had that not happened? Probably half a million, because that was the trajectory. So what's my point? The point is, is that it is very tempting for someone like myself to start catering to the numbers. So if I say that I'm going to lose followers, but if I say this, I'm going to gain followers. That's what Jeremiah is saying. Well, you might say that God sort of took care of that for me and instead of me, and He delivered me from the numbers. Because on our website we don't have that, and I thank God for that. And even if we were able to add that, I would probably not want for our team to add that. I don't want to know that. Because here's what happens. You look at this other guy's channel, Okay, I've done that. <laughs> wow, he's got 550,000 subscribers. I remember when I had more than he did. What's up with that? Oh, I see what's going on here. So it's all about the numbers, isn't it? All wood to God that we would be delivered from numbers. That's what the problem was there. Would to God that there would be an unflinching fearlessness in the pulpits today in a day when it is needed the most, that have no regard care not what man thinks. Would to God that there would be God-pleasers and not man-pleasers. Would to God that there would be accounting of the cost knowing, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose the numbers. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is God was I pleasing in your sight? Because that's the only thing that matters. See, when I'm standing before the Lord on that great and final day, and as we all long to hear Him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Not well done, good and productive servant, not even well done, good, and fruitful servant. No, 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 no. 
It's certainly not well done, good, and successful servant. Because see, that's how the world measures success. I'll never forget many years ago, and I'll move on after this, and I appreciate your patience with me. I'm at a pastor's conference, and you got to know that at these pastor's conferences, all of the pastors, and I'm just as guilty as the next guy, they're comparing the size of their church with the other guy's churches. And here's what that sounds like at a pastor's conference. Hey, bro, how many are you running on a Sunday? How many am I running? Is it, are we herding cattle or are we feeding sheep? What if I told you, yeah, we got a, you know, a small fellowship of about 50, 75 people. Oh, hey, we'll do lunch sometime. Go to the next guy. We want to talk to the guy that's got more numbers. Why? Because we see them as being more blessed than the guy that doesn't have as many numbers. Do you know that it's the opposite that's true? Last time I checked, Jesus was very clear when he said that wide is the gate, and many will go, but narrow is the gate, and few will go. I think we're in for a shock, not that we're going to be shocked in glory, but if it were possible, I think we would just be flabbergasted when we're in glory to see (laughs) who has the most reward. It's not the ones we think. Who has the most crowns, not the ones that we think. One more thing on this. The danger, and it's so dangerous, because you start fancying your numbers as being a sign of God's blessing, and then you take license. That's where we get the word licentiousness. And you do so under the banner of, well, we look at how many people are still coming. And then it goes to that pastor's head. And they start thinking it's them. <laughs> Again, please, I hope I don't come off as being above this. I am fully capable of this. You know, but God has been so faithful over the years. Having a wife like mine helps too, by the way. (laughs) Just the Lord reminding me that it's not me. I think it's something that Oswald Chambers once said. It's always stuck with me. It's so powerful. It basically goes like this. Oftentimes God will deem it necessary to protect you from you by not letting you know how much He's using you. Because if you knew how much He was using you, you would start thinking it's you. And if you start thinking it's you, you can start 
the I know this is outdated. I guess you can just do it on your phones now. There's an app for that, but you could just start the the watch. It's just a matter of time. Because if you think it's you, then you're going to be full of you and full of pride. And pride always comes before the fall. Well, let's move on. Thank you for your, just your grace and hearing me out. Were they ashamed, verse 12, when they had committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. (laughs) Not only did they not blush, they didn't know how to blush anymore. Therefore they shall fall among those who fall. In the time of their punishment they shall be cast down, says the Lord. I will surely consume them, says the Lord. No grapes shall be on the vine, nor figs on the fig tree, and the leaf shall fade. And notice this, the things I have given them shall pass away from them. Oh yeah, that's right. It was the Lord who gave that to me in the first place. Maybe I forgot that. Hmm. So this is speaking to the coming Babylonian invasion in which all that God had given to them would be taken from them. And again, I started off this way. It's so important to see the rest of this chapter through the lens of Jeremiah having been shown this. This is what's known as the burden of the Lord. Could you imagine how weighty this was? How burdensome this was? How hard this was? His heart was so heavy with this. And he's got to tell them that this is what's going to happen. And then to add insult to injury, none of them are going to respond. In fact, when we get later on in the book, they're going to try to kill him for this. That's their response. Now verse 14 and 15 is interesting. Why do we sit still? Assemble yourselves and let us enter the fortified cities and let us be silent there, for the Lord our God has put us to silence and given us water of gall to drink because we have sinned against the Lord. We looked for peace, but no good came, and for a time of health, and there was trouble. Wait, what? Did they come to their senses? No. Are they repenting here? No. Too late. This is what's sad. By the time they finally realize what they brought upon themselves is too late. Again, this is the sorrow of your sin finding you out. We have sinned against the Lord. Your sin has found you out. You can be sure that your sin will find you out. And then when, not if, when it does, it's going to be too late. 
You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to this study in the Word of God. As you continue to learn from the book of Jeremiah with Pastor J.D., don't discount the things you're hearing. God may be speaking to you individually today through Scripture. We encourage you to keep reading on your own, too, to further understand what you've heard in this edition. If you're not already part of a local church that you call home, we encourage you to find one and attend regularly. This only helps you grow in your relationship with God and others. If you don't have a church home, come be a part of ours. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions, to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe at calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, you can also access more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like the one you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates. In addition to that, you may be interested in the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This is a simple guide to understanding the good news of salvation in Jesus. As we continue to learn from the book of Jeremiah together, we'd be honored to pray for you during this study. Would you let us know what those prayer requests might be? Just fill out the contact form under the About tab at calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Or come find us on social media. There are links to our Twitter and Instagram pages on our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for listening to this edition of In Spirit and Truth.